Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello. Welcome to Stan Sedaya, episode <laughs> 315. Blood Simple. My name is Eric. <laughs> My name is Joe. Yes, well, this is our comprehensive and encyclopedic look at the work of Dan Hedaya. <laughs> uh, this is good uh, acting? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, my uh, what what what's happening? I got completely <laughs> thrown off. Oh, uh, we're a podcast called the Viewmasters. What? Oh, okay, okay, I've heard of that one. We watched a movie. Okay, it is called Blood Simple. Okay, okay, that all checks out. Are, are we good now? I think we're good. Yes, my name is okay. Joe. And I'm Eric. Hello, Eric. Hi, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Who? <laughs> uh, so, this movie. Yes. Uh, you, you said it is uh, available on HBO? Yes. Uh, is that, that where you watched it? That is where I watched it, yes. Okay, so I own it on Blu-ray. Ooh, fancy. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess whenever I can, I like to watch, you know, the, the disc. Sure. Uh, to, to say that I at least used it once, you of know? Of course, absolutely. Uh, so I have, a, an immediate question to ask. Oh boy, okay. Uh, did your version on HBO, uh, start out with an introduction from Mortimer Young? No! <laughs> the Mortimer Young? <laughs> Noted Dan Hedeaologist, Mortimer Young? <laughs> who, who is Mortimer Young? Please. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I believe he is fake. Did he Did he also do the introduction to the Big Lebowski on yes. DVD? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I don't see, uh, I don't see an introduction, I mean, based on what I remember from his intro to the Big Lebowski, uh, I don't see an introduction from him really tonally fitting with Blood Simple. <laughs> Seems like it might be a little incongruous. Uh, it it was jarring, yeah, uh, to say the least. Uh, um, I I had uh, uh, I've never seen this film before now. Uh, so so it threw me off. Yeah, I bet. Uh, especially when when he introduces it as a, a sort of director's cut. Uh, and then that made me worried that, uh, we might watch different films. <laughs> so, so did we, how long was the one that you watched? Uh, an hour and like 35 minutes, something that's, like that, that's with how, credits. That's how long it was on HBO Max. Okay. Um, although I think the, 
think I read that the the director's cut is actually slightly shorter than the uh, original version. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think they changed much, but but they did change some stuff when they released it on uh, DVD initially. Okay. Um, uh, like they they, <laughs> as Mortimer Young tells it, uh, you know they once they they got it digitally remastered. Uh, they cut out the boring parts and, uh, added some new stuff. Okay. Did they? Possibly. <laughs> According to the wiki, uh, they did, actually. They, they, uh, tightened up some edits and, and threw in a couple of new things, I guess. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think one of the biggest changes is that, uh, in their... Actually, they changed it back. Uh, they use of the uh, a four top song, uh, the same old song, I believe it's called. Yes. Uh, I guess when they initially released it on VHS, they did not have the rights to that song. Oh wow! Uh, so so it got changed, and then when they came out with the DVD uh, in like 1998, uh, the the 15 year anniversary of the the movie. Uh, they, they got the rights back, so they put it back in. Nice. So, do you know what, uh, what song they replaced it with on VHS? Uh, not offhand. Uh, they, it was on their wiki page for the movie, but, uh, okay. I don't recall it. Cause, uh, cause same old song is great. Yes, it is. I tap my toe every time I hear that song. <laughs> the four tops are fantastic. Damn right. Um... Yeah, so the, the Blu-ray that I own, uh, I think, is just a transfer from the, the 15th anniversary edition that came out in 98. Uh, I know that there's a fancy new Blu-ray out from the Criterion collection uh, that came out a couple years ago. So Okay. Uh, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it's there. But uh, And we will get to this later. Uh, there's also something very special about the... Uh, the version that I own, so... Ooh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the first Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, is why I picked this. I've always always wanted to see it. Uh, as have I. Uh, I you know, uh, I think shocking both of us uh, last week, uh, I had never seen it before. Yes, I was very shocked. Um, like I said, I know that there's a Chinese uh, remake adaptation of it that I have seen. Uh, that I do not remember in the slightest. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called A Woman, A Gun, and a Noodle Shop or something like that. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, we, we did watch it on Gutter Trash, so uh, go listen to what I thought about it ten years ago or whenever the that, hell that was. That's probably why I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this was, uh, an almost entirely new experience for me, uh, other than, I know that, like, I've seen on, like, those sort of, you know, hundred scariest moments in movie, clip show type things, like, they've, uh, shown some clips from, uh, from Blood Simple on those, so I've seen, you know, that. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, particularly the, the scene where, uh, M. Emmett Walsh, uh, stalks the, the young lovers, uh, in their house. Gotcha. I can see that. Yeah. As, as a tense sequence. Yeah, it is, actually. 
so yeah, I didn't fully know what to expect, and, and uh, turns out it's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I want to read you the HBO Max description of this movie, ooh, <laughs> and then tell you what I thought it was going to be. Uh, so it's a two-sentence description. Uh, an owner of a seedy small-town Texas bar discovers one of his employees is having an affair with his wife. Okay. Normal. Okay. All right. A chaotic chain of misunderstandings, lies, and mischief ensues after he devises a plot to have them murdered. The use of the word mischief in that sentence <laughs> kind of led me to believe that this movie might be funny. Uh-huh. Or, or at least uh, occasionally whimsical, and uh, and it is not. Uh, I do think it's funny. I guess that uh, there are a couple parts that are kind of funny. Yeah, uh, whimsical though. Yeah, uh, th- that is definitely something. It is not. Um, and yeah, mischief is is a very uh, distinct word to, to use to, to describe the happenings of this movie. You know who I think of when I see the word mischief? Uh, Loki? Uh, uh, close. Mixius Pitlick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there, there are no magical fifth dimensional imps in this movie. A lot oh. of mis- misunderstandings and lies, though, totally in abundance in this movie. For sure, and I would say uh, some misunderstandings on my part. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> uh, All right, let's let's get into it. What did you okay. not understand? Uh, so we are going to spoil this uh, almost forty-year-old uh, movie at this point. I think that's fine. Um, <clears throat> the the scene when Ray. Uh, goes to the bar to to steal his money, I guess, is yeah. what he's trying to do. Uh, and uh, after Dan Hedaya has been killed uh, and his body left in the office, uh, Ray walks in, there's a gunshot, and the gun flies across the floor. And I had to rewind it ten times easily to figure out what the hell happened. And I still couldn't figure out what the hell happened until I read the wiki. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what did he, did he, I assumed he like kicked the gun or something and it went off? Uh, he steps on it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, weird. Uh-huh. That was very strange. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess from that point on, uh, my confusion was more of the nature of, why are you doing this? <laughs> You mean why? Why did he did he uh, hide the body and everything? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, even from the uh, I'm gonna mop up blood with a windbreaker. Uh, not the best fabric. No. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I am also not sure why he did that. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, just just uh, the the sequence of events that follow. Uh, pretty much throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, are confounding. <laughs> it's just a, a series of mistaken, mistaken, well, misunderstandings, basically. <laughs> everybody thinks everybody killed everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I get all that, but, you know, just, uh, there is 
it, it, uh, okay, it wouldn't be much of a movie <laughs> if he'd have just, you know, called the police and uh, had them sort everything out. <laughs> sure. Uh, instead, he just makes everything much worse. <laughs> well, he thought he thought he was protecting his lady friends. I, I get that. Again, I get plot-wise. Sure. Everything else. Sure. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's smart, but I can understand the motivation. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I also, uh, a lot of things could have been pretty easily cleared up, too, uh, if they had had just a simple conversation. It's a very Freeze Company-like situation. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what if Jack accidentally committed a murder? <laughs> or Shannon and Chrissy are gonna go to jail. Or what if just everyone thinks that he did? Right. But he actually didn't. But it was actually Larry. Right? <laughs> Fucking Larry. Oh, M. Emmett Walsh uh, is uh, fantastic in this movie. He really is. He's so good. Uh, I mean, he's he's one of those actors that kind of just shows up in everything. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he has ever been... Like, like, he's never bad. He's just always sort of the... Like, the local yokel that, you know, people talk to for, like, one scene in a movie. Right. Uh, but... He is just kind of a, a tour de force of just sweaty evil. Yeah, I guess when when you when you mention things that are funny, he he's definitely very funny uh, in his earlier scenes <laughs> before he becomes a murderer. Right. Uh, I mean, eh, I mean, also a fake murderer. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. well, he he. I guess yeah. He doesn't even really. He sort of murders Dan Hedaya. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. doesn't quite take. I was, uh... As I was watching it, uh, and, and he, he shoots Dan Hedaya in the chest. Uh, and then, you know, which leads to the, the aforementioned uh, crazy mix-up. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, I'm a little bummed that uh, Dan Hedaya is uh, no longer going to be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, who, who then... Uh, Frequently appears throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned uh, during the Clueless episode, I do love me some Dan Hedaya when he shows up and stuff. Uh, and much like M. Emmett Walsh, I don't think he has ever been better than he is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's spectacular in this movie. Everybody's great. Yeah. Um... But, but yeah, usually because he's kind of that flustery, loud, uh, just just unhinged kind of personality. And, and he is in this movie, too, but uh, it's much more uh, a subdued version of that. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. It super is. And <laughs> uh, also his, his hair is a little tamer in this one than uh, most. Sure. <laughs> This is 1984, 1983, yeah. whatever. Uh, except for, you know, the one shirtless picture that they show a couple times. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, we got uh, little baby Frances McDormand. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> oh, look at her. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I think that she's beautiful in this movie. 
She really is. She is. She is stunning. Uh, not even thirty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but her first uh, her first role. That's awesome. Uh, and then she went on to marry uh, one of the Cohen brothers. Yeah, I was curious if if they met here or if they were already together, and then she is in the movie because they were together. Uh, I I think they met before. Because uh, cause there's actually a little indie Hollywood uh, legend uh, that uh, I don't know if both of the Coen brothers lived in this house, but it was uh, one of them, whoever married her. Uh, Sam Raimi uh, and Holly Hunter all lived together in a house. Oh, wow. Um, and because uh, the Coens, I, one of them, let's say joel okay (laughs) actually i uh i think it was ethan uh he got his start working on evil dead right i didn't i had forgotten about that and then you when you mentioned sam raimi i was like oh yeah that's right evil dead yeah um and uh which is also weird because i feel like this movie owes quite a lot to Evil Dead. There, there is some very Sam Raimi-esque stuff that happens. I, you know, the the shot when uh, when Dan Hedaya is dragging Francis McDormand out of the house and there's like a quick, like, camera move, like, right up onto them, basically, that felt very Evil Dead to me. Yep. And I, and I couldn't put my finger on it until this very moment. That that's why that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, there, there, I think there's just a couple shots that that uh, are very uh, dynamic uh, in a way that uh, that Raimi kind of did some stuff during Evil Dead, like uh, when uh, Dan Hedaya is uh, opening the safe, and we sort of get like an upshot of him with like this weird color, you know pattern like on the ceiling behind him yeah uh you know the, the, yeah there's just uh and, and uh the the sort of final scene when uh mm walsh is uh attempting to kill slash free himself uh from the bathroom uh and he starts uh, shooting holes in the wall uh, also felt very evil dead like yeah uh and of course hand trauma of course Oh, I hated that so much. Yep. Oh, and I was like, what the what the fuck's he gonna do now? <laughs> like he's just gonna die there. <laughs> or it's oh. gonna be really, really bad. <laughs> so this movie's good. Yeah, I I it was it's I feel like it's kinda slow. It is. Um yeah. but not in a bad way like it's it's methodical in the way that it that it works and yeah this movie is really good uh it is very slow burn um and yet like you know to play the uh did you fall asleep during this movie we both did yes uh as previously discussed uh but but we're tired boys yeah Uh, i had a big dinner yeah uh, but but when I made my second attempt at watching it, uh, it was uh, like I, I breezed through it. Um, 
because it is relatively short as we've talked about and um like i don't feel like any part of it was unnecessary right uh like like there's definitely some stretched out scenes but but definitely played for tension uh such as the scene when ray is trying to bury Janadiah, who was also still alive. Right. Yeah, that whole sequence, which is largely just silent, yeah, was was great. And it, it is it is a long sequence, but it's also super tense. Yeah. And then and then once you realize that Danadaya is still alive, like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I just I don't know. He saw the incinerator. <laughs> he yeah. threw his windbreaker into it. Why didn't he just throw his body in there? Yeah, I had that thought as well. Again, probably would have made for a much less interesting movie, because <laughs> things just would kind of end there. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely not my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Uh... Uh, you know, it's not the best one that I've seen, but uh, boy, it's a great first start, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and and thinking now about the Evil Dead connection, I sort of feel like this. I don't, I don't know what their next movie after this was, um, but I feel like you can definitely see, like we've said, el- elements of of Sam Raimi Evil Dead stuff, but also elements of their own style, and and definitely in the writing. Yeah. Uh see a lot of that there. So it's it's interesting just to see it as sort of a bridge to the rest of their work. I uh so their 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 technical next movie after this was uh Crime Wave, uh which they wrote uh with Sam Raimi and he directed. Oh, okay. Uh which is eh, kind of a spectacular failure. Okay, interesting. Uh like, like it is it's never boring, uh, but it's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's like a wacky crime comedy kind of thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's 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 worth watching as sort of uh, a relic of you know here are these two sets of filmmakers you know still trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but the the next movie that they make after this, I believe, is Raising Arizona. Oh wow! Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you know, as good as this is, they stepped it up right a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Add a Nicolas Cage, and you know, you know, you're gonna get good stuff. It's true. <laughs> Uh, oh man i should watch that again oh i fucking love that movie so much yeah i I really want to watch it again uh i've been trying to find it on uh blu-ray but uh can't find a used copy anywhere huh yeah all right i'll keep an eye out all right (laughs) um yeah so uh speaking of blu-rays yes yeah tell me tell me about what's special about your your physical version uh, so again, aside from the introduction by uh, Mortimer Young of Forever Young Films, of course. 
Totally, totally inconsistent with this movie. Uh, well, hold on to your pants. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, so the only special feature on the Blu-ray uh, is a commentary track. Uh, so I watched the film yesterday. Uh, and then today I thought, uh, you know, I had time because uh, you hadn't started it yet. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it again, but with the commentary, I, I'd be interested, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, from the jump, uh, I knew immediately, uh, the commentary is one of the driest, funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> who, who is involved in the commentary? Uh, it is, uh, one person, a, a British gentleman, uh, by the name of Kenneth Loring. Uh, who is the artistic director of Forever Young Films. Of course. (laughs) Uh, And his entire commentary is about the technical aspects of the filmmaking. Uh, Such as, uh, as the movie is going, he points out every time there's a cut. Okay. Uh, then uh, at one point he starts uh, sort of derailing into uh, a, a cut subplot of the movie of uh, of M. Emmett Walsh's character, uh, whom he often refers to as uh, the larger unpleasant man. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, and eventually gives him uh, a Bulgarian name. In an entire subplot of how he flies home to Bulgaria and realizes that he's left his father's lighter at the crime scene and has to fly back. <laughs> I can't believe they cut that. <laughs> uh, it was all the fault of uh, Alistair Butts. Okay. Uh, who butchered this movie. Uh, oh my god. Of which he then uh, goes into a very long story about his rivalry with Alistair Butts. <laughs> so I have a really important question to ask you. Yes. Can I borrow this DVD? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Again, totally inconsistent with the movie. <laughs> but I fucking love it. Uh, you know, inconsistent with the movie, consistent with the Coen Brothers. So. A- absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Is is the movie inconsistent with them? <laughs> yeah, it's it's their first try. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 still figuring it out. <laughs> uh, you know, and and that goes to you know, like a lot of people when they talk about the Coen Brothers, they sort of talk about Coen Brother characters. Yeah. Uh, in this movie does not really have that uh if anything i'd say maurice is like the closest that comes to what we consider a coen brothers character yeah uh and i guess in a way like uh, no country for old men is sort of them going back to basics yeah yeah it's, it's <laughs> funny i made an anton sugar joke to you <laughs> yes <sir. laughs> because this movie reminded me a lot of of No Country for Old Men, just tonally and 
yeah and and how it sort of feels like an outlier for the coen brothers right Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah, there's not really, like I said, uh, other than my aforementioned confusion about the uh, gunshot scene, uh, you know, there, there's nothing really negative I can say about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, all the performances are great. I thought, uh, I thought, uh, I don't know that I've seen John Getz in anything else. <laughs> uh, if there's a weak link, I feel like he's maybe it. I, I would agree with that. Uh, and also, uh, I had the exact same thought while I was watching it was that I, what have I seen this guy in? Has he been in anything else? Yeah. Like, like I totally suspected that this was the only thing he had ever been in. Uh, I looked him up on IMDb. He's been in like everything. Oh, okay. Uh, and he is actually in, uh, The Fly, the, the David Cronenberg, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Fly. Oh, nice. Uh, he plays, uh... Gina Davis's sort of yuppie scum ex-boyfriend slash boss. Okay. Who eventually gets his limbs vomited on and uh, destroyed. Delicious. By, by said uh, giant fly. Awesome. <laughs> uh, totally unrecognizable. Okay. Uh, like, I was I was shocked when I read that on IMDb. Uh, but yeah, he's he's consistently worked for the last 40 years that's amazing yep good for him yeah uh but i mean you're right he's he is kind of the the weakest point in this movie but still not bad yeah i mean maybe that's just a testament to how good everybody else is right uh but then again maybe it's just because uh you know uh he makes a lot of dumb decisions. It's, that, that is also very true. <laughs> uh, like, if there's a character in any movie that's ever made uh, more dumb decisions, I'd like you to tell me. <laughs> I'll think about that. All right. Actually, no, that's not true. Uh, when, when I watched Barbarian, uh, I consistently just yelled at the screen, Why are you doing this? <laughs> Oh, that's so frustrating. Yep. <laughs> what an unpleasant movie going or movie viewing experience. I mean, it's effective. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, and again, you know, without those dumb decisions, the movie doesn't happen. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you give it, you take. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, the, I, I am glad that we watched this movie. I really liked it, and uh, I'm glad to have seen it now. I, I am as well. Uh, <clears throat> and glad to have uh, knocked another notch in my uh, massive collection of DVDs and Blu-rays. There you go. I mostly ignore. <laughs> uh, I, I've mentioned before, my, my girlfriend and I have, have a list of movies that we're forcing each other to watch. Uh, and, and I was delighted to find that uh, the, the last couple of movies uh, that I've been able to pick uh, were not streaming anywhere. So I was able to watch the Blu-ray. That's awesome. <laughs> that is a really nice feeling. Yeah. <clears throat> Although, on the other hand, uh, most of the time I will just sort of be sitting in my chair and wondering if something is streaming so I don't have to get up. Of so, course. You know, uh, it, Swings both ways. It is. It is an eternal struggle. 
<laughs> yep. Between between physical media and laziness. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what's wrong with me. You're okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, Blood Simple, I, I, I kind of loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, anything uh, bringing you any kind of joy this past week? Uh, you know what? I watched a documentary uh, two nights ago Okay. Uh, on Hulu. Uh, it's, a, it's an older documentary. I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. Uh, it's called Too Funny to Fail. Uh, okay. It's a documentary about the uh, short-lived uh, sketch comedy show, The Dana Carvey Show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was hilarious. All right. And just amazing. <laughs> the, like, the the little glimpses of the sketches that, that were shown uh, and a lot of the uh, interviews with the cast, which included, like, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert and... Robert oh, wow. Schmeigel, I think, was the 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 showrunner, and and so it's like everybody that we love now basically start, started on this show, right? Um, and also Louis C.K., which was unfortunate, uh, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just like it made me, I don't know if the show is available to watch anywhere, but I desperately want to watch the eight episodes that they got to make of it because huh. it looks just fucking hilarious. Wow. Uh, I, I've actually had that documentary on my Hulu watch list for probably since I first got Hulu, uh, and I've just never gotten around to it. Yeah, that was sort of where I was. Like, I, I'd been been sort of wanting to just... I, I wasn't sure what I was in the mood for. Right. Uh, and I was like, well, a documentary sounds nice, but I don't know what about it. I don't want it to be a heavy topic. And then that was that was there in my queue, and it was just the exact thing that I needed at that moment. That's good. So, so yeah, that that also brought me a little bit of happiness. Is just finding the right thing to watch at the right time. That that I mean, I I can't speak enough to to just that moment of relief, right? That you get when when you finally settle on something and it is exactly what you needed. Yeah. Uh, you know, rather than just constantly flipping through, you know. Netflix or whatever, and then not finding anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then after after I finished it, I was like, "Well, I really want to watch some sketch comedy," so I started watching Key and Peele. Okay, and that that was really nice too. That's good. Uh, that that's another thing that I've never really watched either. Uh, it's it's been on like at the hotel sometimes, and I've seen a couple of sketches here and there, but I've never watched. Uh, I would say a full episode. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid stuff. All right. Uh, documentaries, like, I, I know that I like some, uh, it's just something that I never, ever think about watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I should fix that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, I spent a good portion of this afternoon trying to figure out, uh, my next movie pick and, uh, thought about, like, some, some, like, Music documentaries always kind of interest me, but I uh, couldn't really settle on one or find one. So gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> but but yeah, maybe maybe I'll find something for for a future pick. Yeah, I I would totally be up for a music documentary. Nice. Uh, yeah. What what about you? What's bringing you happiness this <clears throat> week? Uh, you know, I guess uh, Poker Face. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a new streaming show on Peacock, uh, starring uh, Natasha Leone, and it is uh, pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode so far, but I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it is, you know, much much like you finding uh, Too Funny to Fail to be, like, the perfect thing that you wanted to watch, you know. Uh, I find Poker Face to be, like, the amalgam of, like, the perfect kind of show that I like to watch. Right. Uh, it, it's... <laughs> I described it to one of my friends as, uh, it's Columbo meets the Incredible Hulk. Yeah! <laughs> That's so perfect! Uh, it's just got this excellent 70s style, uh, while still being, you know, very modern. Uh, but, but it is pretty much the setup of a Columbo episode, <laughs> uh, where, where Natasha Leone plays a, a hesitant detective. Right. <laughs> She's a drifter. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, and every episode uh, takes place in a different location with a whole new set of people. She's wandering the earth, much like uh, David Bruce Banner. Exactly. Uh, and, and it is uh, it is just fucking catnip to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like I said, I, I loved the first episode. I can't wait to watch the other ones. <laughs> I, uh... I managed to convince my girlfriend to start watching it, who you know, doesn't really watch much of anything that I have ever recommended to her on her own. Yeah. Uh, but but she did start watching that. Um, but I had to spoil an episode for her. Uh, and I, will, I won't do it here. Uh, but... <clears throat> like... I wrote to her and I said, okay, this happens and this, and I cackled uproariously while it happened. Uh, and then she was like, well, it's a spoiler. I'm not going to read your text. <laughs> and then she wrote back, okay, I read your text. I'm kind of glad you told me because I probably would have turned it off immediately after <laughs> seeing it happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Which episode is it in? Oh, I want to say it's the third episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll uh, I'll steal myself for whatever that is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'm sure if it if it made you cackle, it'll probably make me cackle too. Eh, we'll see. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, but yeah. No. So so that that is probably the thing that is bringing me the most joy in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. That's excellent. Ah. Uh, so you have a do you have a movie in mind for next week i do uh i, I feel i feel like i'm settling on this one Aww. uh but but it, it, it's a movie that i just haven't gotten around to watching yet uh it is relatively new uh you've probably already seen it okay uh feel free to veto okay <laughs> if if uh so needed uh, but, uh, I, I have not seen Wakanda forever, and, and uh, I think picking it for the show would give me the right excuse to watch it. All right. I, I will totally watch that with you. I, ha I have seen it. Okay. But I would like to watch it again. So. Okay. Absolutely. 
Uh, it is uh, freshly on uh, Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah, I think as of maybe last week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, it's uh, gosh, I think it's the first Marvel movie I missed in theaters. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, I guess other than Black Widow, just because uh, I wasn't going to go to a fucking theater at that point in time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I also missed uh, Shang-Chi, but uh, uh, I, I feel also that maybe that was a similar situation. Yeah, it was It was still relatively early in, in the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe vaccines hadn't happened yet uh, before either of those. But, yeah, uh, I, I know for sure not before Black Widow. I can't remember because I did see uh, Shang-Chi in the theater. Right. Uh, I can't remember if I was vaccinated at that point or not. Hmm. I know. I know. I was masked, and I went like in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, so there were maybe three or four other people in the theater, and that was it. Right. And that was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again, everybody. Sure. Uh, oh yeah, that reminds me. I did finally see Megan. Oh yay! Uh, and uh, I think we were the only people in the theater. Nice. Uh, hard to tell when you have to sit in the handicap row. Yeah. Because uh, cause everyone else is behind you. Right. But, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like we were the only people there. What did you think of Megan? I fucking loved it. Right. Okay, thank God. I, uh, just from like the first 30 seconds of that movie, I was cackling. It was so good. Yep. I'm so excited to buy that when it's on, on Blu-ray. I feel like that's a movie that I'll just watch over and over again. It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah, and, and I think my girlfriend enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> uh, she, she gets very uh, uh, jumpy at, at horror movies. Okay. Uh, and, and, and honestly, that adds to my enjoyment. Yeah. I, get, I totally get that. Um. But it, it was weird because she and I, uh, I, we, we had gotten together a couple days earlier and, and it was my turn to, to pick a movie for our list. And, and I was bouncing back and forth between one of two movies. And, and while watching Megan, I was like, oh, fuck, I should have picked Robocop. <laughs> I see how you got there. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to see Megan finally. Yeah, me and, too. And I'm glad that it was it was uh, everything you wanted it to be. It, it was everything and more. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Olsen twins are fantastic. <laughs> uh, on that note, we'll be back next week with... Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Awesome. <laughs> See you then. All right, talk to you then. Thank you for listening to The View Masters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The View Masters. Yeah.